Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to supporting leaders with a variety of solutions to build trust, inspire authentic change, and improve morale within your organization. Learn how to grow your people, build your culture, and transform your results. Welcome to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. I am Yvette Bethel, and it is my pleasure to share my thoughts with you about how to be intentional when creating the culture of your organization. There are institutions that are unintentional about their cultures. Leaders of these organizations don't perceive the value of spending time defining and sustaining their cultures. They don't realize that a well-defined intentional culture is so valuable that it can serve as a critical differentiating factor within their markets. There are multiple factors that contribute to culture, leadership styles, the dominance of personal agendas, commitment to staff development, policies and procedures, hiring practices, and retention strategies. In organizations where culture is a deliberate strategic priority, decision makers carefully define the vision and mission statements as well as their core values. Armed with this information, leaders model behaviors that will build and sustain their desired culture. In various institutions, the owner or CEO is the primary driver of culture. The culture forms itself around the strengths and weaknesses of this leader. Sometimes this is beneficial However, if there are dominant, unproductive idiosyncrasies resident within the CEO or business owner, these traits establish a system that ignores the espoused values of the organization and negatively impact the culture. For example, there are environments where leaders are culturally unaware and decision makers are too lenient, dishonest, highly controlling, too political, or they have undeveloped people leadership skills, to name a few. These characteristics set the standard for what is considered as acceptable behavior. Organization can be hero or process oriented. A hero is a business owner or CEO who micromanages their executive team. Sometimes the fact that the team is being micromanaged is not immediately apparent because of the strong work relationships built on loyalty. However, the dynamic is evidenced when no one wants to make a decision because it will be unraveled by the CEO if he or she is not in agreement with what they chose. When there's a hero focus, succession may not be a priority unless the hero is seeking to identify someone who will become their puppet. This is because some hero leaders are obsessed with power and are reluctant to relinquish it, even if it is clearly the right time to move on with their lives. When there is a hero, staff are trained to seek answers from him or her. They don't want the unthinkable task of redoing something that was not pre-approved by the leader. Wherever there's a hero, there is centralized decision-making. When organizations are process-oriented, Leaders take the steps necessary to ensure the organization can sustain itself using implementation of standard operating procedures. A robust system of policies and procedures can diffuse the centralized power structure of the hero because the established standards and procedures 
to be entrenched within the organization are so strong. However, if policies are so granular, allowing limited discretion, the policies create a circumstance where there are multiple exceptions. This dynamic maintains the need for the hero to make decisions because the policies are so specific, there's an abnormal amount of situations that fall outside the range of the policies. In organizations where there is an active hero, cultural intentionality depends on the perspective and capacities of the owner CEO. Hero behavioral systems tend to feed the need for hierarchy and control. Process-driven organizations that delegate authority disperse the power and the need for control. They create a system that respects the decision-making skills of the wider senior team. The success of organizations that are deliberate about cultural evolution and sustainability is dependent on the mindset of the CEO and his or her commitment to the development of the entire team. Theory X asserts that people don't like to work and need to be controlled. So the hero with this point of view will treat the team as though they don't know much. This CEO's intention is based on his limiting beliefs. Theory Y asserts that people can think for themselves, they have great ideas, and can engage in self-management. Leaders in this type of environment nurture their staff with the intention of empowering them. Recruitment systems should be built to attract candidates who align with the design of the culture. When there is hiring error and the culture is well-defined, if hired, those who don't fit may become despondent and impact the culture. So, the skills of the hiring team would be essential to cultural longevity. There's a common dynamic that can interfere with the intentionality of the cultural design. The Peter Principle asserts that people are promoted beyond their competence level based on strong performance in their current role. Decision makers who promote these individuals tend not to understand the fact that the strengths these high performers demonstrated in their previous roles will not necessarily translate into high performance in new roles that require a very different mix of skills, even if the person is promoted within the same department. For instance, an employee who is wildly successful at sales, networking and building a pipeline may fail miserably as a leader because in the new role, he's not selling anymore or doing what he loves. He's now leading a team of salespeople. This high-performing salesperson is great at self-leadership, but not people leadership, and becomes an unhappy employee because he is not operating in his zone of genius. He's feeling demoralized because he cannot perform at his previous levels of excellence. The intention of the decision maker was to replicate the strengths of the top performer, but they did not understand the strengths of their top performer need to be replicated another way. When in an intentional culture, employees know what is expected of them and they are developed to operate in a way that supports the longevity of the culture. Whether the culture is controlling or innovative, you can detect the intentionality. As already indicated, hiring practices reveal intentionality and so do training priorities and the mindset of leaders. Whether the culture empowers its people or not, when there is no intentionality behind culture, the culture will morph, 
either creating subcultures that may or may not be countercultural, or the overarching culture will continuously shift. When an organization is unintentional about hiring new leaders, this can lead to the subtle or obvious transformation of the culture into a new one, especially if a number of persons from a similar organizational culture are brought into the organization. I've witnessed circumstances where a leader from a hierarchical controlled environment steps into an innovative culture and the incompatibility frustrates strong support staff who prefer flexibility and creativity. What typically happens next is the leader becomes frustrated with this and seeks to hire support staff who will work well with them given their mode of operation within the previous culture. This is one way the infiltration begins. It emerges from the intention to have someone working with them who understands their leadership and work styles. The intention to sustain their new culture does not outweigh their need to survive. Therefore, it is not a consideration at all. Being intentional about your culture requires defining your culture and creating a deliberate plan to sustain it. When culturally aware, all people decisions should consider the desired culture. All process decisions should do the same. The more flexible cultures are designed to empower the team. The controlling ones centralize decision-making and create a system that relies heavily on the hero. Both cultures can succeed or fail, so it's important to, to decide early on which type of culture will give your organization a sustainable advantage in the long term and take deliberate action to build your culture into a competitive advantage. Thank you for joining me at Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. I invite you to join me this and every Monday for a new podcast. In the meantime, remember, always continue to evolve. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Mastery for Leading a New World. Visit YvetteBethel.com to learn more about Yvette's leadership programs and to download her free gift, Success Tips for Igniting Your Career.